throw three to four hundred thousand or more into concentration camps. Some 
And welcome to the Weekly Review with Roman. I am joined here by Alce Bruno. Alce, thanks for being here. You are so welcome. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, if there's any awkward pauses, because I'm actively texting everyone I know uh, to watch me. So, or listen to me. Watch me with your ears. Watch us. Yeah. <laughs> with your ears. I'm so excited. That I'm works. Sorry. I'm, I'm really glad you're here. <laughs> me too. Yeah. So we met doing standardized patient work at UCSF. Yeah. Which, uh, if you've never done it or you've never seen um, Roman pretend to be a sick person, <laughs> it's fantastic. Wow. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 You are a king of, oh. of false maladies. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Well, thankfully, I'm using those skills for good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, amen. Amen. Um, so, am I... Um, I know I'm allowed... Well, I think I'm allowed to say yes. swear words. Absolutely. Okay. You can say whatever you'd like. Um, well, my mom might listen. Okay. So, I'm going to use only a couple. Okay. Like, I think she gave me like an eight swear word maximum in public. So, I'm going to try and use them wisely. I might try to just make up a few. Like, sure. Um, uh, instead of the F word, I'm going to say, um, bear hat. Okay. Like these bear hat. At, oh, almost said ass. I can say ass. Yeah. Cause they can say it on Disney. I don't want to waste the whole time thinking about it with the cuss words I can use. I'm going to think about it to myself sure, <laughs> and then bring them out. But, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to swear. I'm so ready to cuss. Okay. I'm so bear hat and ready to cuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting being brought up and being told we can't say, you know, swear yeah. words and whatnot. Yeah. And then on TV where they censor. Oh my, yes. But I'm, violence is okay, but people can't use, you know, right. swear words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can blow up uh, bus and nuns and I can watch uh, porn for as long as the day is uh, long. Uh, but if I say bear hat, no dice. Yeah, I got kicked out of school. Oh. Yeah. Did you, did you, uh, did you, did you, when you were growing up, did yeah. you actually have like talks with your family about the words you couldn't, couldn't use? Not so much, like not, not along lines of like swear words. Like I was yeah. a pretty, like a well-behaved and I say that in quotation marks kid and <laughs> that I was yeah. unfortunately a bit too respectful of authority mm. in some ways and wanted to do well. I didn't want to make people mad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and didn't want to cuss at them. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what does too respectful of authority mean? I think the idea of being, I think a lot of kids are brought up to respect the teachers yeah, and yeah. not question them and, or it's a very, I don't know how to phrase it exactly, but it's a way of just, um, Keeping behaving it. in a certain manner that yeah, I think yeah. is supposed to prepare us for how we behave around bosses Straight in up. life. Yeah. Yeah. Or like being in the military. Yes. Like yes. Going from school to the military, super efficient. Or jail. School yeah. to jail. You yep. know exactly how to stay in line. You know what rooms, what rooms, you know, uh, who are the people who are allowed to go into certain rooms and they tell you you can go in certain rooms and you know to shut up and sit yes. down. And Having to raise your hand if you want to use the bathroom, right. like certain <laughs> yeah. things where yeah, yeah. kids aren't really given autonomy over their own bodies. Right. And that's how <sighs> you felt. That's, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what a big sigh. Oh, um, it's okay. I mean, all things considered. Yeah. Right. Sure. It could have been it worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I definitely asked all the questions my mom didn't want me to ask okay uh good and early and i remember i, re I do remember us talking about this um her being very clear about what i should and shouldn't do mm -hmm. in public and how i should listen to my teachers and how because mm -hmm. uh, they would i'm from texas and they would <gasps> oh I, I didn't i don't think i knew that <laughs> yeah 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 uh, i thought the gas was because of texas not because you didn't know it you're like oh my god that's awful um i loved it it's all I knew, but I did love it. Um, 
And where, the, oh, sorry. May I ask where, where in yeah. Texas? Houston. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fam- my um, family is from a little town called Port Arthur, which is like right on the border of of uh, Texas and Louisiana. Okay. Um, okay. And all of them came from Louisiana. So. I see. Yeah, we just by proxy, just a hundred yards away from where we grew up. Um, it's not really a hundred yards, but you don't need you know who cares. Um, and, but anyway, yeah. So because of that, um, the southern sensibilities and the the respect of it all, and you know, my mom raising a many young black men, mm-hmm. um, but especially me, the problematic one. She had to make sure that like as much as I could do to keep people from looking at me sideways, right? Mm. To, to, the, as much as I could do to keep the teacher from sending me to the principal's office, as much as I could do to keep the police from looking at me when I cross the street, mm-hmm. as much as I could do to keep the store clerk from watching me as I'm shopping, yeah. um, was what she wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And so a part of that was, uh, don't swear, yeah. right? Uh, not only should you not swear, you should say, yes, sir, no, sir, mm-hmm. y- yes, ma'am. Um, uh, she would say things like that I should keep a book handy mm-hmm. uh, so that when people saw me, They'd be less likely to be uh, scared of me, yeah. Um, or you know, whatever. It just, I mean, it was like it was. There was a lot to it, and it's so. Um, it's it's cool to be an adult <laughs> now, yeah, and to feel those same um, lessons on me all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like from <laughs> fucking. I mean, uh, from uh, Bear Hat and uh, Uber pools, yeah. You know, like I mean, whatever. Just the politics of respectability mm-hmm. in a place where like. I paid you for this service, but I paid for the cheapest version. So these people get to be here too. But do the rule, same rules apply? Like when I'm going on a road trip versus mm-hmm. a 30 minute trip with these four strangers or, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's just, it's so it's, it, it's, it's, it seems um, so foreign, right? With the way kids are raised now, I feel like now it's like, you should fight back. Like, right. Like now kids are being raised to listen to teachers until you're like five. And then it's like, hmm. tell them what you need. If you don't want to eat the cupcake, say, I don't want to eat the cupcake. I need yeah. ice cream. I need you to go to the store and bring me ice cream, right? And like stand up for what you what you deserve. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah. But it seems like I <laughs> I have very clear like reach for my belt impulses when I go into a school and I see a kid misbehaving. You know, mm. like there's a very distinct like 1984 sort of vibe where I, I want to corporal punishment everybody that's oh. te- the texas in me i don't do it i do not beat any of the children i work with uh <laughs> but yeah. there is a re- like there's a real dialogue in my head of, yeah. of of um of how how does this relate to to what i know yeah and how and what so many of us know yeah right um because yeah to your point my the rest of my family did do the appropriate yeah appropriate again yeah. i mean you can't see because we're on the radio but i'm doing the quotation marks appropriate yeah but it, it yeah. was and it and yeah. it served them well mm-hmm. i mean they're they're doing all right you know and i'm not it's not like i'm doing terrible i'm not here because i'm going to jail or something it's just that i definitely was the get detention um you know work my way cleverly get out of sticky situations kind mm-hmm. of person um that probably would have been easier for me if i had just you know, nodded and stood back and hmm. kept my hands to my side and my voice down. You know. Oh. Yet here we both wow. are, polar yes. opposites on mutiny mm-hmm. radio, yeah. <laughs> pirating our way through the bear hat and airwaves. Yes, 
They can't stop us. Oh, yeah. They can't stop us. Oh, yeah. So I thought we could talk. You mentioned working with kids, and I thought we could talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I've always loved working with kids. Um, yeah, now... Um, so if I'm on, so we, we, we met doing the uh, standardized patient work. Yeah. Um, which... At UCSF, it's with a couple of different age ranges, age, age groups, mm-hmm. um, but often medical students. And those are, <laughs> believe those are like the, some of the oldest people I work with, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I huh. do, I work with, um, I'll go through a list of jobs and then the, the, the age ranges of the folks who work with them separately. Sure. So the, I, I work with the success centers mm-hmm. um, in, in San Francisco, which is, uh, it's a employment empowerment organization. And they work, we work uh, mostly with um, incarcerated youth, incarcerated communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say youth, but like if somebody 65 comes in and is like, I need a job, you know, we don't say get your old ass out of here, right? Like we, yeah. we bring them in. We yeah. want to serve the community and the people who, sorry, uh, the people who are here, people who, who show up. So uh, those people are about generally on average 13 mm-hmm. to 20. Um, and uh, yeah, and we do playwriting programs and spoken word and improv, and um, it's just it's a lot of fun. I mean, the goal is like uh, is to is to give them um, all the tools they need for employment. Mm-hmm. And so you know, where the school dropped off with arts, we want yes. to pick up. So like you can you know if you know how to write a good sketch, then you can probably write a commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can do. Uh, improv, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's just a little plug, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You yeah. Know? Um, so that's where I spend most of my time mm-hmm. when I'm not doing standardized patient work. Um, but I'm also an, an improv improviser yeah. and an improv teacher. Uh, I just got back from Sweden uh, performing with uh, Blackout Improv, which is an all black troupe from minnesota oh uh i know i know it was it's outrageous i just went to sweden and we just we it was like a work trip we got there i got there on a thursday and by friday uh was performing Mm -hmm. and by saturday we were teaching like six and a half hours of a workshop and then performed again on sunday we taught another six and a half hours of a workshop and then I, i tried to squeeze in another performance with somebody just like randomly um and then we left then we were just gone like as quickly as we came um and it was amazing yeah and especially because we were all the same kind of um rule breakery people Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) we were all the same ones who were who who had to hold books you know yeah um and and in our own lane right um in our own in our own way we felt different and ostracized and not enough and then here we are traveling the world with 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 nothing i mean doing improv right we're, we're traveling the world to to just go be enough on stage in yeah. front of strangers yeah you know um and i love that and i love to be, to be able to bring that back to the communities over here that we're working with mm-hmm. um i so i never no one ever listens to me this long i feel like i'm talking so much i'm just so excited about everything i'm doing and this conversation okay uh excuse me um yeah. So okay. So um, that we did the standardized patient work, which I do. I actually do with two different, three different organizations, and then the success centers gig. Um, <laughs> definitely more. Yeah. Oh, consultant. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do consultant work. I said I lied when I said that the students were the oldest ones uh, because I do consultant work with okay. uh, a company called Byjingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, for me, that feels the same as like working with the kids because mm-hmm. uh, what we do is we work with um, that, like whatever Dropbox, what have you, um, big organizations, uh-huh. and, and work with them to connect to their humanity. Mm. And it's remarkable to me, speaking about it, I mean, full circle, right? Yeah. It's remarkable to me that when I'm talking to a 56-year-old, um, whatever, a, a IT manager, yes. who's yeah. been doing it for 30 years, yeah. who has the same exact dilemmas uh, of, uh, you know, they have the same crisis of confidence, they have the mm-hmm. same... Um, I can't tell what that person is thinking and I want them to be happy, but I got to give them this feedback and I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. And a 16 year old girl has the same exact thing where like, I want that person to know how I feel about them, yeah. but I don't know what they're thinking and I don't want to get those ideas across. Like mm. how do I connect with this person as a person mm-hmm. and feel okay with who I am? Yes. It's like, it's whether you're saying yes or no, sir, or you're holding a bunch of books to try and not go to jail. Like yeah. it's all the same struggle we're going through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, it's about communication. Yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah, and like and and a and a a reliance on what you have being worth it to communicate. Yeah, you know? I feel like a lot of us. Um, it's not like I've never put my hands in my pockets and put my head down and said yes sir, no sir. Um, <clears throat> and be, and when I did do that, when I do do that, still, what I feel is a. And this is this is not unilateral. I don't think I don't think everyone feels this, but I myself find my, find a feeling of like inadequacy. Like I mm. feel like I, what I have is not worth it mm. to share, so I shouldn't share it. Yeah, I should I, keep my head down. And do you feel that? I feel that yeah, many times. Yeah, where even if I'm sure of what I say and I believe in what I say, right. it's still there's something I have. There's like a, some kind of psychic block, perhaps, between my thought and me actually expressing it. Oh, yes. Yes. That's exactly how I describe it, too. It feels like a wall yeah. in the middle of your head. Yes. Between your brain and your mouth. Yeah. And like what the hardest part is that like because that wall is there, by the time you get the words out, they've warped in this weird way. Mm-hmm. It have had all this pressure put on them. By the, by the time they get out your mouth, like <laughs> I, I can think of myself now like I... I <laughs> Plenty, like even just at, at, at success centers, even like right talking to my supervisor about things, there are times where I'm like, I want to say something and I don't know how you're going to take it and I don't mm-hmm. know how to say it. Yes. And then I know I want to say it, so I'm going to. Yeah. And by the time it gets out, I'm like sweating mm-hmm. and, you know, like a little hyperventilating. And, yeah. And then it like it comes out and I'm immediately, I'm immediately like, oh, well, that was terrible. Like, well, I'm fired. So should have kept my head down, should have held the book, you know? And, yeah, for me, it, it's it's sometimes it will come out, but like way after the fact. Oh, sure. So it's, yeah. you know, like, oh, by the way, when we were talking about something earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, am I making things worse? Right. Or. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah for yeah for me, it's like a, a timing thing. Right. As well. Yeah. Oh, man. Who hasn't, who hasn't feel that, right? Yeah. Or you're like, especially when you, <laughs> you're like, you leave someone and all the mm-hmm. best ideas of what to say come to you. Yes. And you're like, should I walk back to their mm-hmm. house? Do I text them right now? Yeah. Do I call them and be like, well, um, just so you know, you're a thief or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is you want to say to yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Like, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, that, I mean, that reminds me of speaking up for oneself. And I have yeah. struggled with that throughout life. And I've always been, not always, at points in my life, I've been more shy and more reserved in some ways. Yeah. And now the older I get, the more 
I, I find the older I get, the less I care so much about what other people think. Amen. And yeah. then I also think about wanting to, to show up for myself and show up for my community and like, yeah. you know, speak up when I can. Yeah. And there is that fear I have sometimes of, you know, of course the repercussions of that. And right. what does that, what does that look like? Cause in the movies we see it and it's so right. triumphant. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And that's not real. Right. It's so, like in the real world, people get fired. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. 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 Or people get fired on the way there. If, or, yeah, or if not worse. Or repercussions. Much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I w- wonder how, you know, how to model that, especially for the next generations. Yeah. And honestly, that that last part like the the how do I model that? I feel like um for me for sure that is a huge impetus to be the guy who makes the mistake for everybody else. Mm. Like the idea that younger me mm-hmm. or my little sister even who She's got a master's degree. Like, she's doing fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's not looking at me for how to live her life. That said, it still hits me when I'm thinking about making any decision that, like, is a little scary, especially when it's about showing up for myself or speaking up. Mm-hmm. I think, like, what do I want my nieces to see? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want my little sister to see? Like, what do I want my mother to see? Yes. What do yes. I want my ancestors to yes, see? Yes. Right? Yes. Like, if I'm so worried about this ephemeral moment. I'm so worried about 29-year-old me making this mistake and being kind of uncomfortable for a day or two. Mm -hmm. If I'm so uncomfortable about that that I'm willing to sacrifice the rest of my life, that makes no sense, Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like I want want my nieces to know, one, that I'm willing to stand up for them, and two, that they should stand up for themselves the same way, you know? That they should stand up for their people, they should stand up for their community, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And that's what I mean. That's what it's all about, too. Is if yeah. you know folks were to show up for each other, then yeah. yeah. What I mean, problems would we have after that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It feels like the the majority of the uh, the ugly we've got. Um, <laughs> I just I, I was just talking to uh, uh, without getting too political about it. Oh, we can get who, political. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, <laughs> uh, shoot. Shirt. Dang it. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I was just talking to somebody who is a, um, a, like, they, they're, they've never served in the military, mm-hmm. right? But they're very passionate about serving, uh, about service to the military. Okay. About supporting the military. Uh-huh. Uh, which is dope. I got no problem with that. Support who you want to, right? Um, <clears throat> But very closely aligned with that is um, is kind of the extreme version of um, keep your hands in your pockets, keep your head down. Mm. Like it's not because I was going to say Trump supporter and use that as like the catch all. But it's not like this. You can be a Trump supporter and still be a little reticent about that or still say hi to your neighbor or other nice things. You can be a nice person and have voted for the devil. Uh, But. This this person really uh, feels like if you're not supporting the military, if you're not supporting the president, if you're not actively, yeah, then you are anti-America, right? Um, which is not what America's founded on, you know? Uh, it's not a monarchy. It's not a, you have to vote, right? Like, that's why so many people don't, you know? Like, you're, you're allowed to just be here. Anyway, I was just talking to somebody who uh, had a lot of different views than me, is mm-hmm. what I mean. Um <clears throat> And there was this beauty to it for me because it was clear that this person with their clearly stupid ideas 
sorry, Paul. Uh, <laughs> they still cared about me. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they didn't want me to be hurt. Like they cared about how I got home safe. They wanted me to text that I got home safe. Things mm-hmm. like that. Like if we're looking out for each other, then it doesn't matter what our disagreements are because they're just disagreements. They're just thoughts. Mm-hmm. He can change his mind. If he doesn't, good. If I don't, fine. Mm-hmm. But if he wants me to be safe getting home, like yeah. that'll eliminate all of the, the weird uh, angsty distrust. Like if, if looking out for me doesn't mean you have to lose, mm-hmm. then we should be fine. Mm-hmm. And there, there seems to be this, uh, to your point, there seems to be this like fog of selfishness where everybody's thinking that like, I got to get mine and I got to make sure that what you want doesn't get in the way of me. Yeah. Right. Like gay marriage can't be legal because it's going to ruin my marriage. You Which says a lot more about your marriage. If, if someone else getting married, Boom. it's going to like ruin. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All that shit. Right. Like it's, it's, it's in yeah. so many spots. Like it's not, just, it's, it's, it's black lives matter. It's like if, if <laughs> the, the, that's the, for me, that's the premier easiest uh, example of it. Cause mm-hmm. if someone literally is just saying my life matters and that infuriates you. Yeah. You've got some real problems that you got to work through, baby. Yep. Like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, so uh, to bring it back to children, I mean that that one of the reasons why I love working with young people mm-hmm. is is um, <clears throat> they there is a they have a really um, they, I, I was uh, oh, sorry I got so many words and only one mouth I was looking at this uh, <laughs> this study I don't even remember where it was so this just treat it as bullshit I guess uh, but I was looking at the study about uh, stress. Mm-hmm. And it was saying that when you are 16, uh-huh. you go through more stress, like 16 to 18 uh-huh. is more stressful on your mind, body, heart, life, whatever, um, than any other time of your life. Oh, wow. Like almost combined. Like the amount of stress you undergo huh. then is met wow. cumulatively again yeah. by the time you're about 70. Wow. Right? Oh, wow. Um and that's including like you have kids after like it's not this is a regular 16 year old it's not a 16 year old who's going through mountains of domestic abuse or mm-hmm. is pregnant or whatever mm-hmm. just a regular ass i went to high school today yeah non-peter parker wow <laughs> you know 16 year old um so when you think about that person and all of the narratives they're being given about who they need to be for the rest of their life right um of course it'd be stressful right um but when you are there in front of these people who, who are being told who they are, right? Especially yeah. like, you know, working with success centers, you're out there with people who are, <clears throat> for lack of a better word, society's trying to throw them away, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're sitting there in front of these people who, who got it pretty hard and still they don't want you to be hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they should be selfish. Like the ideas. The idea that they aren't selfish seems kind of foreign because it's like that you you need to take care of yourself. Everyone's trying to attack you. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's trying to tell you to lose weight and gain weight and be bigger, be smaller, Ugh. be smarter, be like faster. Hide be your shorter. emotions. Hide your emotions. Conform. Ugh. Right. There's so I mean, so many. Yeah. So when you meet pressures. a selfish 16 year old, you're like, yeah, that's fair. That yeah. Makes sense. I think also at that at that age, too, when you're becoming in, you know, you're realizing who you are right. and wanting to express yourself in a way. And then you right. have authority figures, whether that's your parents or guardians, yes. whether it's folks in school, other yeah. authority figures outside. And you also have the media, which is a whole right. shit show. Right. For better. I mean, it's. Just, yes. Yeah. And, and social media. Right? Yeah. Oh, which I'm a, so glad yeah. I missed that. Yeah. I am so glad. Yeah, I am. I just that you're can't. not 16 it was right now. Rough enough. It was Yo. rough enough as it was. I cannot imagine. Yeah, 
and I'm not even that old. Like, I, I can't imagine trying to grow up in a world where literally everyone, every day, as often as they can, shows how perfect their life looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine a filter that would have made my life look like the photos I'm seeing, right? Yeah. Um, and these people who are in jail who now are being, for, like, you know, they don't have social media access, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is an important part of life, apparently, now, right? In our society. Um, so they've been stripped away from a thing that they know, mm-hmm. the structures they know. <clears throat> they've been told that they are f- f- bare hatting up. Uh, you know, they're being treated like they, they're, they're, they're worthless. Um, and they still just want to listen. They still just want to be there with you. They still just want to be taken care of, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and most importantly, they could give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just going to, excuse me. They can give a fuck about anything else you want to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it bring like <laughs> trying not to get too emotional about it. Like it's 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 beautiful to be talking to these people who you th- I mean who you're told when you're walking in by media by the by even the guards sometimes mm-hmm. that like you know be careful right they're gonna roast you they're gonna tear you up they're gonna think that you're worthless or softer mm-hmm. um, and that my corny ass could go in there and talk about playwriting. You know, to somebody who last week was trying to boost cars, mm. it seems like a ridiculous concept. But still, it, without fail, they just are there trying to learn, trying to connect. Yeah. If you can let who they are be in the room. You've won. Yeah. They've won. And if you win and they win, you're good. You just let it. Just teach it. Just yeah. move forward. Just connect. Like, I don't got to talk Shakespeare when I'm talking playwriting. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Terrell Alvin McCraney, the guy who made Moonlight. Was a, is a playwright yeah you know he's a phenomenal one and and like what he's talking about is relevant to us it's relevant to to, to them it's relevant to anyway i'm sorry i'm getting really oh. excited i'm still excited oh good i'm glad uh, you're excited yeah um yeah i mean yeah. it's also just reminds me like everyone has a story to tell and everyone has their experience and people need to hear that yeah and going back to the media if more folks had their voices heard right then again I feel like there would be less fear and yeah. more just understanding of one another. I feel like storytelling is such a impactful yes. uh, way just to connect with folks yeah, and, and to ancient. speak humanity in one another. Yeah, like and it's ancient for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, the 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 hunter gatherer type of of lifestyle shifted because we were like, well, you know what, we gathered enough. Um, we got Whole Foods down the street, so if we need to gather some more, we can go gather a little bit more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so now, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about what we know, what we love, what yeah. we like. Let me make you laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. And, like, we use storytelling for every aspect of our life. And to speak to media and social media in particular, <clears throat> we the, the reins for how we, 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 we tell stories are kind of taken from us mm-hmm. uh, as, as individuals mm-hmm. and especially as educators and, and, and people try influencing tr- mm-hmm. people, people trying to influence education. Um, so it's so, it's so important. It is invaluable to sit and listen to the stories that our children have to tell. Yes. And to give them stories where they're represented. You yes. know what I mean? To like, if I I can't I I have been I'm gonna say it because I want someone to run with it but I, I I started a little one 
I want to see like a Native American superhero. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I want I want that to be there so that Native folks can see themselves represented in MCU or DC or whoever the hell else. But also so that people who aren't Native can see Native people beyond these stock photos you see everywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like and that's how black exploitation uh, uh, films and, and and all that shit came to the. Sorry, mom. Uh, uh, came to to be so powerful was because at first it was like you know a company just wanted to see black audiences in the seats Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um i mean i guess at first it was like we want to make fun of black folks right and then they they like accidentally lost because black people were like oh that's us and they called everybody like i remember in my own life i am damn near 30 that's not very old i remember my grandmother being on the phone mm-hmm. calling her friends when the fresh prince would come on mm. because she was like it's it's us on tv mm-hmm. let's talk about it let's look yeah it's funny i don't catch the references i don't know what a heavy d is but that is <laughs> a black man and he's the same color as my son mm-hmm. as my father like what a beautiful thing mm-hmm. in a world where we were not very long ago legally beaten in the streets mm-hmm. you know um and with that reality, I think there's so many groups who need to be, to your earlier point, like properly represented, mm-hmm. um, especially in the stories we tell to each other mm-hmm. and the stories you want to hear and the stories we tell ourselves, you know? Um, yeah, because I feel like we get, we, it gets, it easily gets lost. Like I, <laughs> yeah, like it, but as a young man seeing all these arbitrary lines being drawn between who was who, right? Like I'd see Denzel Washington on screen. They're like, well, yeah, but he's from Brook. He means from New York. You know what I mean? Where are you from? Texas. Mm. Ain't nobody like you up there. And I was like, well, okay. Mm. Okay. And then I'd see, you know, Bun B. You don't have to know who that is. a rapper from Houston. <laughs> uh, uh, or from the South. He's from Port Arthur a little bit too, actually. But I think he reps Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and I'd see him. And again, there'd just be whatever. All these arbitrary lines being drawn by other people mm-hmm. so that I couldn't connect to that. Mm-hmm. But I always would. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I think it's so important to, to make sure that we get more of those stories out so that no matter what the story is, someone else tries to tell you. Mm-hmm someone else tries to put on you that oh yeah the media tries to put around you yeah you have options in front of you like right you get to really feel yourself you don't have to just be black panther mm-hmm. you can go be jackie robinson also played by black panther you can go be james brown also played by <laughs> chadwick boseman you could be any character jagwood boseman plays <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and it's important to feel that you know sure Hear well it. i mean it goes against the myth that any group is a monolith so. Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. I should not have hit that, but oh, yes. No. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, um, can I do a shameless plug? Sure. So, uh, so talk about improv actually. Um, one of the most beautiful parts, um, of improv for me is like, to me, the central, tenet of improv is that you are enough Mm -hmm. right like like what you have is worth it like you want to go perform just take you and all of your selfness yes and go be up there and Mm -hmm. do something yes it'll be great it'll be enough you know keep going yeah right um and representation wise like i i i hadn't seen you know you know i hadn't seen improv like period until I was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And then when I did see it, it was, uh, uh, what's that show? Whose line is it anyway? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Brady being the only black person. He wasn't in every episode. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
I could do that. I could sing. I could dance. I can, you know. At the same time, I was like, but I know that white people love seeing us sing and dance and all that. No, I, I can't do that. You know, I was like, but I wanted to, right? It's mm-hmm. all this is like weird cognitive dissonance because I was like, that looks fun and is funny. Yeah. And I can't do it because then they got me, you know, whatever. Um, then it's a minstrel show. And then I went to college and I saw <clears throat> uh, an improv troupe. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't care. Didn't mean anything to me. And then my roommate, who uh, one of my roommates, a white man, was like, I really want to be in that. And he knew all about it. Thought it was so dope. And. I, he was so excited and I, I remember feeling like happy for him, you know? So I was like, let's go. Like, if you're that excited, let's go try yeah. out, see if we can get into it. And there was a little part of me that was jealous, mm. you know, that was like, that, why did you like this? Like, he also wanted to be an acapella group. And I was like, what is that? Why do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. He just knew. He just like he had known about the group for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, he had known about acapella for a while, and yeah. I just it was not something that I, I had seen a lot of black people doing. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'd seen like barbershop quartets, and even then I was like, I don't know how y'all get together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And by and large, I had seen white barbershop quartets. Uh, I knew there were black ones. I heard them on the radio. You know, and I would hear them in like movie scores. You know what I mean? Oh, brother, where art thou? There oh, yeah. was some black groups in there. <laughs> so, so I knew that white people like to take <laughs> what people of color were doing and put them on stuff. But I'd never seen them directly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and um, anyway, long story short is when I went and did it and I found it and I was like this. <laughs> I, I've spent I'm about to cry. Like I, I spent so many years feeling different and strange and having people like apologize for me like i like friends would you know like i'm going with somebody to a party or whatever and Mm -hmm. i do something that i think is fun or nice or whatever i'm just myself yeah Yeah. and i for years would be like oh sorry about him he's just whatever which like didn't hurt immediately you know but it was a slow burn and like weighed on me and to be in a space where i finally felt like i Whew, really trying hard not to cry here. Um, it's okay if you honestly. It's, not, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's more I got I got a rep to maintain. You know what I mean? Oh, I got it. Oh. <laughs> I if more people cried like yeah because they felt like they needed to yeah it would be I think it would be a good thing. Amen. All right. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see if I can yeah let myself no, no stop pressure. flexing my eye I'm muscles. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, 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 but truly, I mean that that there was it was uh, it was like truly liberating. Like uh, uh, I can't think of a better way to describe it. And then, and I was even in that scenario, the only black person in the audition mm-hmm. went to the callbacks and was the only person of color at the callbacks, <clears throat> and felt so like that. Like I mean, I specifically remember being in that callback and feeling like I am being exploited. Like this. Mm. Every scene that I'm in, I am being represented as all of the things that these people think I should represent. I am a criminal. I am a, I am the one good teacher. I am, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, what's, what's that? Stand and deliver? You know? Oh, yeah, Walk yeah. Through. That's what, like, I'd be like that guy, you know, chaining the doors closed and walking around with a baseball bat. Like, it was all, <sighs> it was all the stuff that, you know, like, people associate certain races with gender dynamics, mm-hmm. with, like, black being aggressive and strong and big dicked and whatnot um those are the things i was playing 
and it it felt gross to me. Yeah, you know, and I could see other people were a little bit uncomfortable, and I I don't know if I'd, I even said anything. I don't really remember much more than like I felt disgusting, and then I wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, I didn't join that group, and for years. I continued to do improv, but it was by myself and it was with no audience. <sighs> like, it's just like, I just liked it. And I was like, how can I do it more? Right. Um, and I found uh, whatever, without going too many, too many details. Like I, I made a little group and we performed for a while and then we broke up and then I was living in Minnesota mm-hmm. and wasn't an actor. Um, and I did this show where again, I felt exploited. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like a partially improvised show that I still, I didn't feel great. Um, <clears throat> and then <laughs> I was at an audition for an, an improv team called the theater of public policy. Oh, check them out. Really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Super dope. It's exactly what I want. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it is. And I'm gonna give them a lot of shine right now. Like we, we went and they were intentionally, there's a, they're a very white group and they realize it realized yes and still realize it um and actively we're working to change that then yes and are continuing to still try Mm -hmm. and change that now there are some people of color there now don't be scared everybody uh we are welcome (laughs) uh to be there um but we i I went to this audition um where i was invited by a a black actress named joy dolo who saw me Mm -hmm. perform in something else and was like you like people want to see you yeah like there's something about what you do that is eye-catching and it i had never been complimented like that where it was specific you know and it was about it was actually about me it wasn't just like yo good show i loved um when you were a slave whatever <laughs> like very clear specific honest like i don't care what you were playing i liked you mm. i liked seeing you mm-hmm. you know i believe you um she brought me there and i auditioned and it was all because they were trying to get black folks it was all people of color on stage uh, granted they weren't where they weren't all black but they were all there and they had varying levels of experience and god bless us we had a great time like and it was and i was like uh, and then it finished and i was uh, uh, bereft mm. <laughs> um and this this uh man cory pullum i'm saying these names because they're important to where i'm leading yeah uh was like he was at the auditions and i was like man wasn't that fun like i stayed back just to make sure i hand shook everybody yeah to thank them for being born and being there at that moment you know because i was like this this was it i would pay just to watch us audition for shit for the rest of our lives you know um and Corey said we should make a group called blackout and perform together and i was like ah sounds weird kind of horny kind of corny i don't want to do it um that's not what i said i said uh yes <laughs> sounds great and i went um and uh, we ultimately, Joy Dolo came on, and we found uh, two other l- incredible improvisers in the in Minnesota called uh, John Garotatios and Andy Hillbrands, and they we became this thing like this this like we became iconic for ourselves, mm. you know, like we became this thing that like we 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 went on stage night after night with no idea what we were going to do in just faith that like you're enough and you're enough and you're enough. Yes. Yes. And you believe in me 
So even if I don't really believe in me, I know you got me. Like, yeah. I, and therefore I must be enough. Yes. You know, like you want me to be here. Yeah. You know? Um, and we got to like, <laughs> it, I mean, like at the beginning it was, it was so specific because we're, we're the, all of our audiences were white and it was in actually the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and therefore the news is filled with these horrifying images yeah. of, um, uh, of, of police response mm -hmm. to black people saying their lives matter. Right. Especially even in our city, like at my fucking bus stop, uh, is where Philando Castile was murdered. Mm. Right. Like, uh, uh, Jamar Clark was another young man who was gunned down by the police, the force precinct, who was like handcuffed and on the ground and there's footage of it. And it was all that shit. And we, we're trying to do improv mm -hmm. zip, zap, zap ass improv. Right. We're trying <laughs> to go up and be cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then there's all these white folks who are trying to feel better about the world mm -hmm. by going to see this black troop. And sometimes they'd only do it once, right? It was like a pat on the back. It was like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like when the Prius first came out, people were like, I don't got to recycle. I've got a Prius. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we were their Prius. Like they were treating us like a thing that just like a badge of, of give a shit uh, mm -hmm. so that they didn't have to do anything else. Mm. And we could have just let that be what it was and be grateful that we were on stage. But it, I mean, really when I say we were up there for ourselves, like it, <laughs> at some point we started calling them out for it. It was mm. like, look, if you want to be here, be here, but you got to support us. You can't just show up one day at a week and clap a couple times and think you are now for the black culture. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just put a sticker in your window and think I've done it. Mm -hmm. Good job. You know? Um, and it, and now it's this like it's a movement like now blackout in, in in the cities is like a real it's a power it feels like it's like a superpower <laughs> that the cities has uh, the twin cities have um, to get people whose voices aren't heard not necessarily only because of us but in recent years thanks to us. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to get them on stage, you know, and let them tell their story. Yes. yes. Like we had a teacher. Um, I, I don't want I don't want nobody doxing her. But I, so I'm not going to say her name, but she know who she is. And I want to say her name. I'm just going to say it because I don't give a fuck. Bear hat. <laughs> uh, uh, her name's Crystal Spring. Beautiful young woman. Uh, and she. She like documented uh, a police encounter with a man who she believed was innocent. And the police arrested her for it. Mm -hmm. And the school district uh, shamed her and tried to fire her. And she had to get a lawyer and all that stuff. And ultimately, they realized, thanks to the attention it got, mm -hmm. they realized, oh, yeah, we shouldn't fire her. Because she's uh, not only a great teacher and she cares about her students. She cares about every student. And yes. it's like turning around our graduation numbers and making people believe in themselves and wasn't committing a crime and mm -hmm. <laughs> is a citizen of the free state. Um, but also um, she did something that was off school property. It was not our problem, not our time, you know, mm -hmm. it's not affecting us negatively. So we shouldn't do this. <laughs> uh, and thank God they didn't, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and to this day, she has this incredible black box program at Washburn high school where she, mm. she is training young people to listen to themselves to your earlier point, right? To like, believe that their voice is worth hearing yes to believe that there's a story they want to tell is worth telling you know um 
It just feels like ma- <laughs> I, I, I just came back to myself and got self-conscious giver talking so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it feels like magic to 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 know. It feels like magic to to feel people give a shit about them, you yes. know, about themselves, and other people give a shit about them too. Yes. You know what I mean? Who? <sighs> uh, I definitely got more to say, but I'm I'm just oh, I just I, I just I'm 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 smitten with with what this art form does and can do and will do. Yes. Um, and shameless plug, the success centers will be offering improv workshops led by me soon enough. Scouts oh, on great. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've done improv as well and it really yeah. has helped me in terms of just getting to know people yeah. and yeah, good. starting conversations with folks and listen, like learning to listen. There's a lot of basic skills. I feel that <laughs> yes. somehow we're, and we could also go into how schools are completely underfunded. It's, right. That's one of the many right. issues facing it, but also <laughs> right, right, just right. the, being able to create, I think as an adult and like recognizing how improv was founded on like children's games yeah. and how as, an, yeah. as we grow older, there's like less and less room or less and less allowance to make believe right. and or to have fun right. and or to also just in terms of like playing different characters and like being different people yes. and having different perspectives. Yes. And like not making those perspectives like myopically insulting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Just because I, a black man, am now playing an Asian woman, doesn't mean I pull my contort my face and chop up my words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's not what that means. Right. That's a real character, a real person. How does she feel? Mm-hmm. Express that. Yeah. Which is like uh, <laughs> when you to your point about like improv being rooted in children's games. There is this tendency. Um, God, I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Uh, there's a tendency to look at things like play, like mm-hmm. improv, as as um, things that are kind of beneath real work, mm-hmm. real grown-up things. You know, if you want to be an adult, you want to have fun, um, you have to get drunk. You got to be willing to sacrifice which, the next morning. Which is, yeah, not <laughs> right? which is not necessarily a healthy choice for... Awful, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you want to have fun? Get drugs. Yeah. Like, I don't need to, right? Like, <laughs> I'm still me. I know what I enjoy. I can right. do something else. Um, and, uh, 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 I, I was looking into, uh, drama therapy. Oh yeah. 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 Which is, uh, this beautiful form, mm-hmm. it, which is rooted in improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, I was just speaking to a drama therapist, actually lovely young woman. Won't say her name right now, but she's delightful. Um, and she was explaining how, uh, Every time she brings up that she's a drama therapist, people like the interest they have is purely about children. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's like um, you know, she, once she says drama therapist, they're like, "Oh, is that like um, making music therapy?" But you like watch plays, and then she just explains what it what what it is, which is more like, "No, I listen to you, and we we engage with the ideas with our bodies. Like yes, we, we explore the themes of what's happening." As opposed to just talking about them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is not that not like talk therapy is bad. Is that this is just a different. modification, yeah. it's a different thing, yeah. Um, and it, people are so quick to be like, oh, "Okay, I get it." So it's like playing. It's like it's like zip zap zap. It's like you know, cute shit you do in improv workshops that for free, and which is such. It's like it's so one insulting to improv, mm-hmm. <laughs> diminishing to all your children. Like when your kids are doing stuff. It's not because they're idiots. Like when your kids are singing the ABCs or 
playing in a sandbox is not because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's that like the um, to your our earlier point about communication. The first way you communicate as a baby, as a child, is play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how you say what's going on in the world. That's how you say I'm scared. You smash some toys together when you're mad. Like, play is, <laughs> is like, real deep, you know, is, is intrinsic to humanity, mm-hmm. uh, to, to life, you know? Like, when you see young puppies playing with each other, they are learning how to hunt. <laughs> like, they are learning how to do the thing dogs do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When young humans play with each other, they are learning to do the things that humans do. Mm-hmm. And it's on us to keep that shit going as opposed to shoving it into a corner as we, you know, I got to get to emails. No time for smiles. No time for giggles. Yeah. I got to, I don't know what grownups do. I'm not a very good grownup. I don't oh, know. Got to shop. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Consumerism. All these, I got all these shoelaces yeah. to tie. I, I got to, I'm done. That's, yeah. I'm well, done with that guy. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that also just goes into like the, with capitalism and how it just keeps people working, working, working right. and not necessarily living or connecting with one another or creating art yeah right or actively cutting art yeah (laughs) away right yeah yeah (sighs) i am living for these sighs actually oh i sigh on this show a lot (laughs) oftentimes i go through the news i'm like oh and then this happened and then this happened (laughs) it's a tweet like a sigh and a groan yeah yeah (laughs) (sighs) it's a good one it's good it feels like a chapter has uh, a new chapter has been turned every yes. time. <sighs> okay, <sighs> swimming. Now let's talk about. <laughs> uh, do you speaking of? Do you know how to swim? I do. Why I'm, did your voice do that? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why did it go up a few octaves? Yeah. 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 I'm okay at it. I was. I think it was difficult for me to learn how to swim in that I was. I was afraid of a lot of things when I was a kid. Yeah. And. I don't know. I guess it's a it's more of a, a loaded memory than just yeah, like wanting to do thi- like it took me a while to learn how to swim. I don't think I maybe I was like 10 or something like something and like I think there are folks who learned earlier. Yeah. And and it was an, it was a, it's a bad memory? Like I don't know. I have definitely memories of childhood that were difficult. I was always a very emotional, very sensitive kid. I sure. cried pretty much like every day in elementary school for one reason or another. Oh man. Just yeah, like, yeah I was like, very sensitive. Yeah. And so now, as an adult, I think I have an understanding of what was going on, and like sure. also, I grew up in the 1980s, and right. like recognizing the political landscape of all that was happening. Right, right, right. And, whew, and I think how that it was affecting you explains and, just yeah. a lot of people's behavior and yeah. like you know lack of social services and right. uh, increase in mass incarceration, the yeah. AIDS epidemic. Yeah. So like, there's so much that was happening during that decade, and as a child. I didn't quite have an understanding of that because as a child, we all we know is what we're experiencing for the very first time. Sure, sure. So, yeah. I think there was just a, also just a sense of like things that things not being fear fair. Yeah, and maybe from like my perspective as a kid, like a privileged kid in some ways, I was maybe sure. oh I didn't get a great grade on this test even though I was like in fourth grade or something. Right. Like, oh I lost my um, my art supplies. Oh sure. Or um, my uh, was it Tamagotchi? So yeah. So it's like <laughs> yeah. even though like those are seems like very minimal things. I think there was like one of my I remember when in 1991 when they de- declared that there's going to be like the first Gulf War for instance. And even yeah. though I was like 10 years old, I was like I knew that it was like a bad. Right. It was a bad thing. Right, right, right. 
kind of going like a little bit around the around about, but just recognizing Mom, it, what's ahead. happened in terms of the political landscape and, and in this country and recognizing even as a child, sensing that things were not right. Yeah. And as an adult, I have a, a broader understanding of the history of this country and power dynamics and systemic oppression and, and these things. And as a child, all I could get was a sense that there are things that are wrong. Right. With tension in the air and all that. Yeah. And therefore, fuck the water. I mean, bear hat the water. I ain't yeah. trying to swim. Yeah. Country's going to war. I don't got time yes. to kiss a dolphin. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And here are these, you know, resources going to cause harm to people instead right. of help people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was a bit roundabout but just no no like, don't yeah, kind of <laughs> nothing yeah. to apologize for because i mean that that's so um that's so um i mean whatever that's real you know what i mean like to of course as a as a 10 year old mm-hmm. which like is objectively pretty young but also subjectively you you're conscious you know what mm-hmm. i mean you've been making memories for 8 years at that point at least you yeah. know what i mean yeah. you've been learning Right, like you, you can hold new ideas, complex new ideas. Mm-hmm. So to be at ten, where you're pretty new to consciousness, yeah, and you're finding in this consciousness that like you're just being bombarded with, you know, like your your point, right? War. Everybody on this street is going to jail. That guy looks different than you. Don't touch him. Don't talk to him. Don't talk mm-hmm. to that person. Grown ups are scary. If you talk to strangers, they're going to take you in their car, mm-hmm. feed you candy. You have and a stranger kill you. danger. Ugh. Even though it was it's all 1991. <laughs> even though statistically, you're more likely to be harmed by someone that you do know. Exactly. Right. You're going in the car with your weird uncle because you're like, well, at least I know who this one is. Mm. The devil you know versus the one you don't. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that also yeah. just brings in the fear of or limits curiosity among children yes. and the oh, idea man. of what's possible and questioning things and asking yeah. questions. Right, right. And right. there's so much of it where it's just the answers are even for, you know, guardians who are very much trying their best, it's still well just because is like the answer. Or just or <laughs> yeah. for their safe or for your safety. And like right, right. yes, it's messed up so. that we have to do this. However, that's the way things are right now. Right. And oh, yeah, oh, there's another sigh. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's so. I really I appreciate the way you are allowing room for all of these nuances in in every part of this because it's so true, right? And even I was just I was just imagining, um, not now but before here. Um, I I was thinking about I'm not a single parent, but mm-hmm. I was thinking about what that would be like. Right? Oh yeah, or like what it's like. <clears throat> I mean, even if you have a partner, right? My mom. Um, for most of my childhood, my dad was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died when I was 14. Mm. Um, and, uh, she, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So then at 14, you know, I was, I had, a, I have a little, she had six kids. Mm-hmm. I have a little sister. Um, so all of a sudden, right. She has a, <laughs> a, a boisterous, troublesome teenager at prime stress levels uh, who just lost a parent, mm. and not only is, is he a teenager, he is a young black man, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, and she know she experienced herself plenty of times, um, seeing horrific, the horrific reality of how this nation would treat or or, or imagines uh, me mm-hmm. demographically, right? And. Um, there, there are so many. Like I think in the in the love yourself narrative we put out, uh, we put out that that is put out. 
um, it also gets really easy to denigrate the way things were and the people who did things the way things were. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, I think that my mom, like when I talked about that book, right. And so like, she was, she was like, you need to always like as often as you can have a book handy. Mm-hmm. Right. She was saying that <clears throat> because she's like, I can't be around you all mm-hmm. the time. You are going to school. You're smart. You know what I mean? You have siblings, like you have a family, you have a community around you. I teach you all the time. Like you can learn things about like how else you can protect yourself. You can understand the nuances of the school to prison pipeline. And, you know, I was going to like, you got to, for reference, I broke my school's record for detention damn near twice over. Like I lapped myself. Oh, wow. So when she was telling me these things, it was like, you go to detention like it's nothing. And detention is supposed to be a punishment. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go to jail like it's nothing. And the teachers, I had teachers who openly were like, yeah, I'll say going to jail. He's going to be dead or in jail by the time he's 20. Mm. Which is a ridiculous thing to say. I hope she, I hope they never said it to my mom, but I don't know. I would actively walk away yeah. uh, at the parent-teacher conferences or whatever because I was like, I don't got time for that. You know, I know I'm going to detention. I don't need to be here to have you tell me again. Um, but you think about that woman, that person trying to communicate to me that I, that she loves me and that she wants me to be safe in a world that actively has a gun to the side of my head, you know, in a world that's going to, we went to another war and, uh, what was that? The, the, the George Bush terrorism wars, right? They were all around 2001, 2004, all that's like, we were, we were still in it. We were sending yeah. more and more troops. Yeah. <clears throat> my parents both served in the air force mm-hmm. during the Vietnam war. Mm. And so they had a very intimate knowledge of, oh, wow. which at that time was called a conflict, right? <laughs> uh, and they, they had a, so they had a very intimate knowledge of, of, um, I, I don't know how to phrase this the right way. They, they, they were very passionate about serving the country and mm-hmm. what service means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they had an intricate knowledge of what it means to f- fight and be willing to die uh, for people you don't know mm-hmm. and have those same people be willing to kill you when you get home. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, on more, like, I remember she just told me the story of her, she went on a walk on a base in like Kentucky or something like that. Uh, and she's with my dad, uh, but he's at home and she goes on a walk and she, I think she was pregnant or maybe she just had to get her kid or something. Um, and when she got back, she was like waving. <laughs> my mom's so cute. Uh, she's like waving to people. These are all white people too. She's like in this white neighborhood, just mm-hmm. walking, waving to people. Mm-hmm. He, segregation is uh, um, thick at this point too, right? Um, and when she got back to her house, there were police cars around, all that stuff, and she was worried, like what happened, right? Turns out my dad was worried because she was gone, <sighs> and she was walking around this neighborhood. And he's like, "These people will just take you. They'll just kill you. They don't care. It doesn't care if they don't care if you have a, a badge. They don't care if you mm-hmm. you you're in your fatigues. Like that. They, they're not here to thank you for your uniform. They're trying to protect their interests, and they think that your blackness is a threat to them, right? Um. Anyway, roundabout, right? I was thinking of that as a way to <clears throat> uh, to to understand the nuance of trying to raise a kid in a world where you have all these feelings, all these thoughts, all the stuff you've been taught and you've grown up with, all the stories you've been told. <laughs> and then your little boy or your child, whatever, your your sensitive son who cries every day and is learning that the Gulf War is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I failed swimming today. 
I got to get back in that water. Mm-hmm. But everybody feels weird about bodies mm-hmm. and hair and whatever right yeah. like people <laughs> you're trying to go swimming and at the same time it's like the black kids should be over here and the white kids should be here and the girls should be this way and mm-hmm. like there's all these things that make you feel what you're feeling and i feel like and it's it's so uh it's jarring to see how um how quick we are to ignore those nuances mm-hmm. you know and just punish people for being different oh period, yeah right it, um and and to damn condemn people for decisions they made under duress, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah, under circumstances. Under it's circumstances, not everyone has the same choices. Right. So my father told me my mom. So my mom told me to hold books. My father, this is a, a bit graphic to put on the air. But my father told me to to grow out my nails, uh-huh. <clears throat> to keep them long as a young man, uh-huh. uh, to protect myself, mm-hmm. and specifically. Um, intimated uh over we like talked about this on and off over years because i i was pretty scared to talk to him uh sometimes not scared scared but like um i felt like it was disrespectful to ask any question that came into my mind Mm -hmm. but i have a lot of questions that came into my mind so i was like i got my ask a few of them you know and i didn't know if i was gonna make him upset sometimes and whatever he had his stuff but he's a good man um he told me to grow my nails out so that when should I ever get into a situation where I'm going to get mugged by a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say white because I think that's what he meant. But he was like, yeah. if you're going to get hurt and they do something to you, they can find the DNA under your nails. Mm-hmm. It's like a horrific thing to have to tell your eight-year-old son. Yeah. And he had to say it like, you know, I try to think about the like the person who had to say that and what he had to go through to get to a point where he thought that was okay to say. Mm-hmm. Cause it wasn't not okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't like he did some big problem, but also it's like, Oh man, poor I'll say, right? Like if, if I <laughs> objectively, I hear someone say that to a little kid, I'd be like, Oh man. Yeah. But you'll be all right too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody's not trying to hurt you. Just like, no, keep, be aware of your surroundings, blah, blah, blah. That's a nice thing to say, but he made his point very clear to me, yes. you know, and it and contextually is because it had to be done that way. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I just, I wish we had that sort of forgiveness for people, especially parents who are making those sorts of decisions. Like my mom would, you know, pop me upside the head when I made a wrong choice mm. that was going to get me hurt. Mm-hmm. And today, <laughs> not even just today, from ages 18 to now, ages 14 to now, I have seen so many folks who like are uh, not just against corporal punishment, but like any parent who does that should go to jail. And it's like, well, I don't know. Right. Like yeah. that's cultural. She's trying to protect. She's trying to save my life right now. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also just going back to the whole thing with jail, like that doesn't help anybody. It makes things worse. Right. Right. Especially when we got it set up now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that shit could actually be rehabilitative, you know? Yes, like, yes. Like, yeah, if it, if we change our focus to be from punishment to understanding. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, have you, have you ever visited a, a prison? or? or I have not. I have had pen pals. Yeah. Um, I've written to folks, yeah. Cool. And sent books. Yeah. And I dope. haven't... I haven't been in person, though. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, communicated with the mm-hmm. folks who've been inside is still, that's very strong. Um, I mean, often you find people who do really feel remorse mm-hmm. and, like, genuinely are trying to change something. 
about themselves that put them in there, right? Yeah. And even what's a bit horrifying is that even the innocent people you find in there have those same feelings, right? There's there's the obvious, like, I got to protect myself hardness that, sure. that shows up pretty quickly. Um, they're like, I got to do this to be safe right now. I'm going to do something I would never do in the real world. I just do whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And then I have to live with that as I try to, quote unquote, rehabilitate. Um, <clears throat> but if we focused instead on like, yeah, put these evil people, all these jokers, put them all in one <sighs> spot, let them kill each other. Right. Um, if we shifted that focus to like whatever i mean just like listening even yeah just like li- just listen for a little bit give them all a, have a, a not i have like three resident therapists this is my recommendation yeah I would, yeah i would be i said this and i gotten uh people got real mad at me before but i would love to own a jail like i just want one i want to have it and i want to see if i can make uh the shit actually be rejuvenative because i i it's it is very obviously slavery now mm-hmm. And it's very obviously punishment for mm-hmm. being around, right? Mm-hmm. For being whatever you, whatever demographic you are doing, whatever um, menial ass uh, crime that was committed, mm-hmm. right? If you are, are nearby or look like kind of like the person who might have done it, mm-hmm. you're going to jail, yeah. right? I got plenty of cousins mm-hmm. who got locked up. I myself, I've never been arrested. <laughs> Uh, but I've been pretty close, you mm-hmm. know, and had to charm my way out. And friends of mine, plenty of friends yeah. who've been arrested, who I know didn't do the thing that they were yes. arrested for. Yeah. Right? Um, if we could just listen to them, let them tell their story. Yeah. Even if you're not going to let them out, like have prison be not uh, uh, in itself a crime against humanity and instead make it something that's like, I don't know. Let's find out what was broken back there, boo boo. You know what I mean? Like if you if you did melt a busload of nuns, I'm gonna stop saying that at some point. But it just feels like the grossest thing I could imagine. Sure, right sure. If you did do whatever the hell that is, you did do the crime, then maybe it's time for us to look at what happened yeah. somewhere behind you. Yes. That made you think that was okay. Yeah. When you think this parent should not be whooping this kid, we should work with the parent. Yeah. To find out what happened mm-hmm. in their life. That they thought this kid's action needed that kind of response. Yeah. You know? Then you get understanding. I right. get to our earlier point, right? It's about if it's about understanding each other, about listening, about loving each other. Yeah. Then you can be as selfish as you need to be because your love, your protection is not at the expense of my own. Right. Go get married. Your life matters. Yeah. I got Netflix. Like, <laughs> whatever. Right? Like, we, we, we're all fine. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of folks fantasize this idea of instead of police, you have therapists and you have folks. So if someone's having a mental health crisis, for instance, you call a trained professional instead of so like a militarized person who's like (laughs) going to harm somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I was just at um, I was just at a a place where there was a young man who was having a real hard time Mm -hmm. and was like out in the middle of the street and and it was dangerous, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I did see the people who were there at a school mm-hmm. and they called the mobile crisis unit mm-hmm. instead of the police. And I was so proud of them. Yes. And not only that, they like stayed there with the, with the kid. I mean, whatever the person was like 24, but still, you yeah. know, like they, they maintained that this person was a human being who deserved respect, who mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, like it was like, yeah, the thing you're doing is dangerous and I want you to be safe and I'm going to be here with you. 
I want you to be safe, but also I want you to feel okay. Yeah. Like, I want to understand you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like, when you think about people's, um, man, when you think about people's, uh, what do you, you call it, freak out moments? Yeah. Like those sorts of things where they, they do have a, they're like dissociated and they're doing something kind of wild. Oftentimes, it's because things aren't making sense and no one, they don't feel listened to. Right, right. They're like, I don't get what's happening and no one is explaining it and no one seems to understand that I don't understand it. Yeah. So maybe I'm dreaming. Yeah. Maybe I live in a video game. Maybe it doesn't matter if I melt this bus of nuns. Last one. That was it. Okay. That was the last one. <laughs> nuns are safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, this makes, I heard recently that over 50% of the folks on the street, over 50% have had a, a traumatic brain injury. Oh, really? Which certainly explains a lot. Like, I've yeah. always had compassion for folks, and then that kind of brings it up to another level, too, when you think about, yeah. especially with people without getting their basic needs met, like right. housing, for instance, and Yo. food and health care, right, which right, right. also affects folks even with housing, right. of course. Right. It's just that idea of... <sighs> There's that side, just the you know the (laughs) idea of, and then poverty being criminalized in this country. Straight up, that you could be go that you could go to jail for sleeping on a bench. Yeah, it's like, bruh, you didn't give me somewhere to sleep. Meanwhile, war criminals are actually walking around straight up the country and have been for decades, right? Stealing babies from malls and shit. Like, yeah, oh man, ice agents, yeah, breaking, busting up family. Like, it's it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Not to make this whole thing a, a a downer. No, uh, I mean, sometimes the show is a downer, though. But it needs to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the truth of what's happening yeah, in the world. And if, unless we talk about it, nothing's going to change. Straight up. At the very up. least. At, at very, the you know, very least. We can discuss it. Joking earlier, like, a, you know, I, I feel like I set a very low bar. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's so much more I know I could be doing in the world. And the very least is to acknowledge what's happening and to be a witness to it. Right. Tell the story. Yeah. This is it. I mean, like, honestly, not to blow too much smoke up your ass. This, honestly, is this right here is not just a form of resistance. This is, uh, I mean, this is love. Like this is your story. You're telling the story right now. You know what I mean? You're telling the story of people who aren't being, I had never known that thing about the, um, that 50% of folks who live on the street have some form of TBI, traumatic traumatic brain injury. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, and when you think about too, um, like I spent like a, like a tiny, the tiniest moment homeless. You know what I mean? Um, I spent longer like where I didn't have a home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, even that tiny moment was like, I'm going to find somebody. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. it, it was a hustle more than it was a struggle. Yes, yes. Um, not that it wasn't a struggle. Whatever. I'm not trying to downplay nobody's story. Okay. Um, but when you think about the the reality of trying to, to live your real human life mm-hmm. and... The human social creatures we need human interact we need interaction with other people yes so to live in a city i mean like like san francisco right millions lots of millions of people and to spend so much time being stepped over mm-hmm. you know what i mean like <laughs> being literally stepped over yeah and ignored and having nowhere to to no pot to piss in yeah i mean nothing yeah you know um, and to be constantly moving because if you stay in one place too long, the police are called, they show up with guns to move you. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying I'm not, I, I'm anti, I'm not anti-police if I'm honest. That's, it's okay to me. Yeah. I have no problem with people who are anti-police. Yeah. I understand the thought, yeah. the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I 
would like to tr- them, I would like to understand them and I'd like them to try to understand us. I understand that they are willing to hurt me very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking jo- job like any other job, though. Right. I feel like any job can be as dangerous as that one uh, in terms of how it affects other people. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to see. Is them actually serve folks like if I wouldn't I want to I want to rebrand the I want them to be called something else I want to call the police bakers and I want them to only get baking <laughs> only tools. bake bread only yeah. I like this idea here we go right <laughs> you can only bake bread yes you only get baking tools you still get to protect you get cuffs you know what I mean uh like if someone's like actually hurting folks I want them to be able to protect people but I want them to be trained Mm-hmm. And de-escalation. Yes, yes. Baker de-escalation. De-escalation. I want them yeah. to understand how to knead the dough and back off when someone needs space. Sure. And to listen first. Yes. And then approach open hands. This yes. Is a, that's the pizza hands. This baker thing is really working out for me. I mean, if uh, everyone got food, I feel like boom. people would... That's and then when they show up, step. that's exactly what I was going to say next. When they show yep. up, it's always with some food, right? Yeah. It's like, first food, thing we water. do is like, hey, how are you? I'm the police. Here's some water. Here's a cookie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a baker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? And just, yeah. Uh, um, food's cheaper than weapons, too. Boom. So Yo. even if you're not looking at it from a moral standpoint, just uh, economic Economically. Standpoint, if we're going to run this place like a business. Yeah. <laughs> Which America does run itself like a really yeah. bad, violent business. If we run it like a business, then it's infinitely better to yes. give people croutons and uh, water and yeah. cookies and muffins than it is to shoot everybody. Um, and so, yeah, uh, when you think about people who are just they're being ignored and they, 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 they haven't even had human contact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people don't even want to shake their hand. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know, man. It's like that. That is a that is a horrific way to live, you know. Um, and it makes sense. Like if you if you get a minute to talk to a a person who's living in the street, on the street rather, um, you'll find out pretty quickly that that's just a, like <laughs> that's that is a person, mm-hmm. just a human being who has a story, who has a story, yeah. who's funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's hungry, who's sleepy, horny, who's happy, had so whatever. many experiences. Yes. And seen and lived so much. And is spending now so much of their life being like feeling like their existence is erased. Yeah, and just trying to survive. The house got taken or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's all important. And I'm not yeah. saying that necessarily you know, if you are under the sound of my voice, you need to give a billion dollars to a homeless person. But Although if you're a billionaire, you damn well should. <laughs> Yo, here's <laughs> the pirates talking. <laughs> Come up off them credit cards. Uh, <laughs> but straight up, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, if you got the funds, let's real talk. Do yeah. it, please. Because the reality is, I mean, this that's a that is a um, significant percentage of the population. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And all those damn all those. uh what are they? The the listicles, the like ratings of the the nations who are performing well mm-hmm. in different educational categories or happy like emotional categories or whatever. When you look at them and how they treat their people, mm-hmm. like I was listening to one, uh, I was listening to some some folks talk about this, um, and I will. Uh, the caveat: they were all white, um, and they were talking about how like it it it, it um, some of those things kind of promote the idea of homogeneity mm-hmm. in, in communities mm-hmm. right um because yeah if you're comparing, com- comparing america to finland well everybody in finland is finnish mm-hmm. you know so maybe that's why they're doing better is because they all speak finnish and they all 
look finish and sound finish and you know racism isn't a problem there because they're all one race i would posit that what's actually happening is that they just aren't afraid of each other mm. which has less to do with homogeneity mm-hmm. and more to do with a cultural shift ghana is a country where all the people are Ghanaian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they, <clears throat> sorry, I say all the people, where the, they refer to themselves as Ghanaian, but when you look at the people who are there, there's a lot of different kinds of folks there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of love that goes on there. In South Africa, mm-hmm. which had apartheid, which was based off of how we did our stuff. In Germany, which was uh, ground zero for, um, whatever, y'all know about Germany. <laughs> there, there, there is, there have been eras, epochs of mass strife, mm-hmm. right? From top down. Yeah. And at the same time, when you look at them right now, there was a concerted effort among uh, um, a lot of the powers that be mm-hmm. to ameliorate that that pressure, right? To be like, yo, yep, okay, yes. You caught us. We definitely killed all the Jews. We definitely whatever, right? Um, today, we don't want to kill anybody. Today, we just want to make sure everyone gets to have their story told. Today, we want to make sure everyone feels safe here. Mm-hmm. Right? Today, our focus is connection, humanity. Yes. Not superiority, not division, you know? <laughs> they don't have their <laughs> they don't have their leaders tweeting hate speech, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's about actually connecting to real human beings and 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 letting them feel like they're human. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. like they need to be stepped over. Not like it's uh, like Dave Chappelle's um, <laughs> Dave Chappelle's uh, stand up where he referred to Sesame Street characters. You remember that years ago? Maybe he has this legendary. Y'all got to check it out. He has this legendary um, set. <laughs> uh, Kill him softly. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And he um, I believe it's in that one where he talks about uh, <laughs> the different Sesame Street characters. And I'm like. Snuffleupagus is an elephant who's on crack and uh, whatever, you know, all different characters. I don't want to ruin the bit, but there's one part in particular where he's talking about how, I mean, the idea is that Sesame Street is a microcosm of the world. Yes. Right. Of of America. So when you look at Sesame Street um, characters, now granted, this works for the metaphor. Sesame Street itself actually is kind of dope, but. I love Sesame Street. So, yes. Get into it. Get into it. <laughs> I, I love it, too. Um, uh, yeah. So, the, 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 he's talking about how people treat Oscar the Grouch. Yes. It's yeah. Like, he's a fuck, he's a, he lives in a fucking trash, trash can. can. That's yes. like, that's a line. Is, is he's Oscar the Grouch. Yes. And you're like, move it or lose a Grouch. And they step over him. And he's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you stop? I'm grouchy. Yes. I'm a little upset. Mm-hmm. I live in garbage. You just threw a banana peel on my head. I'm kind of frustrated. Can someone offer me a fucking dollar so I can get an egg McMuffin? Yeah. Anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you see people on the real street, like I <laughs> I was, I just drove, uh, went by a place where I didn't interact with this guy and I, I didn't have any change, yeah. you know? And I didn't know what to, like I was like, I don't, I don't got mad money like that anyway, but I wanted to offer him something. And at the end, <laughs> when I was leaving, I still I didn't have anything really. I gave him I forget what I gave him, like a uh, fucking a coupon to something. I don't know what it was. Maybe like a, a half a sandwich. And he was like, you got something I could sell? You know? Mm-hmm. And I immediately went through. Like, I was like, well, I got my phone, but I can't give you my phone. I guess I got my keys to the car, but I can't. I need the car. So I can't give you. A... 
you know? Yeah. Um, and while he watched me work through it, he was like, yeah. he saw me <laughs> yeah. have the limit. He's like, look here, bro. Like, don't stop. Don't worry about it. If you have something great, if you don't, you don't. Thanks for talking to me. Like, thanks for this time. Yeah. But like, do what you got to do. Like, I was late for where I was going next. So, you know, like I was <laughs> whatever. Classic American. Right. I was just like patting my pockets and stressing, yes. looking at my phone yeah. and trying to call and text. And, um, and he gave me license to chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then said, thank you. And I was like, whoa, like your point before, I was like, whoa, low bar. Like, I can talk. You're a person. Yeah. Like, I see you. I saw you. I heard you. Like, you're not useless. You're welcome. But like, I didn't, <laughs> I'm not the hero here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying thank you. But, you know, I'm sorry I didn't have anything for you. Yeah. Um, I'd like to yeah. take just a quick break. Yeah. Please, um, let's do it. And then play a little bit of music. <laughs> good idea otherwise i'm gonna just uh, go straight for another hour oh no no it's, it's all good i just gotta you know, so we'll be back in a
All right. And welcome back here with Al Saber now. Having a good conversation about lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. Yes. Um, so I think we ended on Sesame Street. We, <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Um, uh, this, and feel free to, to uh, give me a hard caveat if this is not what you want to talk about right now. But how did you get into this? Oh, um, I used to do stand-up comedy. I did it for a number of years. Get the fuck out of here. I lived in New York. I grew up here in the East Bay. Yeah. And then moved a bit and then lived in New York for a while, New York City for a while. And I was doing stand-up out there. Yeah. Ended up coming back here. That's a long story we can talk about at another time. Okay. And I yeah. met one of the other comedians named Pam who... Uh, had a show here and was you know working here and i had a friend i have a friend and we decided oh we should do like a news program kind of like the daily show but yeah yeah long story short so that was back in 2013 wow and she decided just to wasn't her thing so i've just been doing it on my own i guess for the last few years and go over news stories and invite guests in yeah and i feel like it's a great medium and it's just, especially in that age of where there's so many screens and this idea of communicating with folks like online, yeah. I appreciate having the face-to-face contact. Right. I learn so much yeah. and I get to know folks, uh, whether it's people I've met before or people not, I get to know, I get to become closer to people and learn a lot more and also provide information for listeners out there, like all around the world. As long as you have internet access, you can access this show. Right. And I feel it's important just to have voices out there that just to, it's just, I try to provide the type of content that I myself would want to hear. Straight up, straight up. That's so dope. Can I, 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 I got excited because I heard you say that you did stand up. Yeah. Which is fully believable. I think you're really funny. So Thank you. that checks out. Um, do you, do you, ever do it anymore i haven't in a while it back in like 2015 2016 even before the election yeah it started getting way political and it was always definitely political even when sure. i started i started in like the year 2002 2001 i had jokes about w so like it was always sure. you know it was always political right, however right. it got to the point where it was like political without the comedy <laughs> where i was like scott walker who was the governor of wisconsin i'm like he needs to be stopped he's a fascist right and am I right, folks? Yeah. And people are like, who is he? We're not in Wisconsin. That's not funny. And I believe that comedy, like I believe in yeah, punching up. I right. believe in making people uncomfortable who need to be made uncomfortable. Straight up. And at the same time, some folks go to a comedy show to laugh. Yeah. And yeah. unless I am, and sometimes I, I can still, you know, right. find the humor in oppressive forces and everything and at the same time things are feeling more and more dire and even more so in the last few years and things have always been dire certainly in this country and around the world i want to you know recognize that and at the same time it's like we need to be doing something aside from i just felt like it became so urgent i couldn't find the humor in what was happening straight up yeah i believe that I, i could hear that I tried doing stand up for a while, and uh, my problem was uh, just that I wasn't funny. I think you're very so funny. It was. Though. I mean, I think I'm funny in um, in. Uh, mm, I don't think I'm funny, but that's okay. That's fine. I don't need to think I'm funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the I I think the biggest problem actually was that I'm I'm just I'm act terribly cerebral, mm. and so it was hard to get um, the idea of a joke to go from the factory up here where mm-hmm. I'm thinking, who was it? Scott? Who was oh, it? Scott Walker. Yeah. Scott Walker. 
yeah, I would be in some Scott Walker needs to be stopped. Um, <laughs> and I would have some sort of bit that I think would connect with the non Wisconsinians in New York. Yeah. And would probably would end up happening. Cause I, when I did stand up, it was not in New York. It was in Minnesota. Um, and it was for, it was actually at this place called Golden Time Cafe uh-huh. uh, at the Golden Comedy Fight Club is what we oh. called it. Yeah, and so it was just a bunch of comedians, like comedians in the audience and comedians on stage, who were just like listening to each other and giving each other notes, and um, and it was kind of a challenge right? as a fight club. So it was like, make me laugh. Let's see, do it, prove it. Mm. Um, and I have, I think the, the actual problem, I do think I'm funny. That was a bit before. I thought that was funny. It wasn't. Um, that was a good example of my stand-up. Uh, but what was hard for me is that I just, I had terrible self-esteem. Mm. I mean, really, it was like self-loathing, really. It was just like, a, it was just too much self-hatred, which as an audience member is a bit overwhelming sure. to hear somebody, especially if you're a comedian too, because you're like, I'm thinking about the format of how we deal with stuff and it just sounds like you hate yourself. Yeah, uh, No one's having fun now. I would argue that many comedians are self-loathing. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff that folks are working out on stage. Right. Although, but it, so in my, and I would love to know what you think about this. Uh, I feel like when someone really hates themselves and is putting this self on stage, especially stand-ups, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. Like you feel worse than you feel the thing is funny. Yeah. I do at least. I oh, feel yeah. like, I, like I'm watching somebody just talk about how they're terrible and how they right. don't. They're like, ah, I don't fit in my clothes. And I'm like, just get different clothes. Yeah. That's fine. I don't, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I mean, you I know? think there's like self deprecating where you can make fun of yourself. Yeah. And then there's like, like the unhealthy level where self-loathing. it's yeah. like, that's it. I'm terrible. And right. Uh, it's like slamming into myself over and over again. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. That's too much. Um, dope. When you, uh, when we went on break, I just thought about, um, when y'all get the honor of coming here, you'll find a, uh, it's like a pistol bayonet toy. <laughs> Look right there. There's always like so much stuff here. <laughs> like, people are always. It's like a pistol with a knife hanging out of it. You don't see it. It says bang. It's <laughs> it's like right on this like electric box right here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Never noticed that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was sitting here. I was thinking about Blackout, um, the improv troupe, and um, the different energies there. And I just texted them, tell them I'm on the show because yeah. I'm stupid excited. And uh, John was like, punch that white supremacy in the, I think he said in the dick. I'm not sure. Anyway, the reason I was talking about all that is I, I um, one of the last uh, self-deprecating comics I saw um, <clears throat> was in Minnesota. And, um, and he was pretty, like, it was fascinating to see. He was kind of white supremacist-y. Which is such a it was such an interesting thing because it was like you he did not like himself, uh-huh. but he did think white was better and he's white, and it was so so I, like for me I just wanted to I wanted to do this like I wanted to have just a conversation with him yeah, I mean you know maybe with mics so he can be held accountable whatever, but to really dig into like what do you like what what's so good about whiteness is it like is that what's keeping you holding on and like what's so bad about you. That your whiteness is the best thing about you. That like mm. the color of your skin is yeah. the best thing about you. That is the most surface level thing. Yeah. That you've got. That's beyond anyone's control. That is the. <laughs> yeah. Do anything to earn it. Like it's not like it's special. It's yeah. just there, right? Yeah. Um. It was, it was really. I didn't talk to him at all. I left. Um. But it was such an interesting. It was like so fascinating to me that I did watch the whole thing. Um. And actually, this is the first time I've talked about it. But it was like it stuck with me because I thought. 
um, I don't know why that <laughs> bayonet pistol made me think of it, but um, yeah, I just thought like if, if that's the kind of person who, you know, when I'm walking to my car is going to accost me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can I just say something to disempower them immediately? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, what can be said to, to really stop him? you know, like to, to make him think, to make him address his bullshit yeah. without just knocking him out? Right. Yeah. Well, there's that thing where you don't, de- where one doesn't debate fascists. However, if there's someone who is like not quite, the, you know, like does it? I saw a window. I reckon, you know, I recognize like in an ideal when I think about folk, like folks who are causing great harm to the planet, and yeah. uh, you know, I think I have like violent fantasies certainly. Sure, sure, sure. sure. And also, I'm like, well, in the best case scenario, they wake up one day, they realize that they're harming people, they stop it, and yeah. they. Tell everyone else to stop it. Like that's like best, best case, case scenario. scenario. Yeah, they, it's they very unlikely. Yeah, Scrooge on Christmas morning. Yeah, he's gonna wake up. He's got a whole new yeah. Chris. He's got a whole new stand-up set now about Tiny Ten and about yeah. about giving to your right. <laughs> like, oh, I've caused harm. Let me yeah provide reparations. Right. Here's Let a free me, yes. comedy show, young man. What time is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the the best apology is uh, changed behavior. Yeah. People say. Yeah. So. I, I would want. I wonder where that guy is now. I wonder if he's changed his behavior. We'll find exactly. We'll go find him. Yeah. This is a call out to everybody in Minnesota. Go find, <laughs> go find a white man, push him over. Don't don't do that. Um, find a white man, take his money, and give it to a black woman. I, that is the official stance of Mutiny Radio. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will. I'm gonna keep thinking of more things for you to do, Minnesota. Just stand by. Um, <laughs> since we're still here, okay, great. Uh, hi, uh, Minnesota, it's me. Um, please go find out the richest white man you could find, um, and just change the name on his bank accounts to uh, the your black postal worker. Yeah, That's I it. I support that. Uh, hey, Minnesota, real quick, <laughs> uh, find a. Um, bank and rob, don't rob the bank. I don't want to be on any lists. Um, find a bank, find the biggest account on it and put it in, uh, the Grinch's name. That money's not going to anybody. This is just a bit. That's just a bit. That's a funny bit you can do. Um, I, I want to give up. Who's a who's a white person who no one likes? Uh, Jeff this is, Bezos. Oh my gosh, the list is so long. We'll be yeah. talking Jeff Bezos, forty five, Mike Pence, Mitch I don't McConnell. Like any of those guys. Oh, those are that was Carl too Rove, bad. Dick Cheney. No, no, I wanted a low level evil white guy. Those They're are all, terrible. Oh, okay, okay, fine. No, it's good. Say that you are Jeff Bezos. This is Jeff Bezos, by the way, giving you this information. Mark Zuckerberg. So Sorry, you can trust me. <laughs> all the lists. Shots fired. Zuckerberg, we're coming for you next. <laughs> we're taking the hospital back. <laughs> we're taking. <laughs> Have you been to Zuckerberg Hospital? I have been before. I mean, I still call it General because hello. Where? Yep, yep, yep. Is it okay? Is it fine now, or is it the same? It's the same, but it has got his dumb name on it. It's not, his name is not <laughs> sure. dumb. His name. Let me. He's got him a, working with right wing, you know, white nationalist supremacists and having Facebook do a lot of stealing people's information and right. putting ads up and right, right, right. That's it's the behavior. Right. That's the, the name I Zuckerberg have is fine. Fine. It got no problem with it. Also, if I person. was if I had a lot of money, first of all, I would want to give it away. Sure. Secondly, if someone was going to name something after me, I wouldn't, especially a hospital. It feels gross. Yeah. 
Like, put my name on that hospital. <laughs> what would you want to call? What, what would you want named after you? I was literally. I actually was just talking to someone about this. Yeah. What would you want named after you? I wouldn't want anything named after me, to be honest. Straight up. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Why? Yeah, it's like I just want to do good in this life and have. You know, if people remember, you know, it's, I want to do things just to do things and not yeah. to be remembered for that. Yeah. Does that yeah, make yeah. sense? Straight up. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about how many, um, I just went by the Martin Luther King Jr. pool mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I know. I didn't know it existed either. <laughs> and, uh, I was thinking about, um, uh, again, uh, more stand up. Chris Rock has that bit about how every street named after Martin Luther King is the dangerous, most dangerous street mm-hmm. in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know whatever it is what it is um i maintain that that's like a that's a a planning thing like they are they are designed to be dangerous uh but that's for a different conversation i don't want to take up all your time with that um <clears throat> but i was thinking about how that we we don't have like you don't find a medgar efforts boulevard you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I would want to spend like anything that someone was going to name after me you can name a i would feel like you can name a, a conference room i'll take a conference room or like a bathroom, like something small. Um, uh, <laughs> that's fine. But like, the, you know, we, we have all these, 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 um, incredible pioneers yes. that have been ignored Yep. or, or denigrated to the point where you don't want to claim them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like here in the Bay, there's like two different academies named Malcolm X, which is dope. I had not seen that in a lot of other cities I've been in before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people in even I, I was talking to someone who worked at one of those schools who still themselves thought of Malcolm X as a violent, like, like, like violently pro-black, right? Like angry and, uh, you know, mutinous to use this term, right? Um, which one, I was like, so what do you feel about that? If you think that you're working at this school, do you have a problem working with the school that has his name on it? Mm-hmm. Do you think this school actually lives up to his name or endeavors to? Um, or is it something that just, you know, is a name, it's a school, I got to get a buck, so I'm going to work here. Um, and for them, the name had nothing to do with the school. Mm. You know, it's like, this is just a school. It's a, it's a word, it's just words. It's just, it's just Zuckerberg Hospital. Who cares? Yeah. If, uh, it, you know, what I was like, what if it's Hitler? What if you have Hitler Hospital? Right? Like, what if you're at Slobodan Milosevic Academy? Like, what if you're at a ter- a place that's named after someone who you know? George W. or the George Bush Airport. Straight speaking up. Speaking of Houston. <laughs> Straight up, though, right? Like, what if you're at a place, you're working at a spot that you feel like, no, categorically, the person this thing is named after yeah. is actively... Robert E. Lee yep. was the president of, of uh, 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 the South in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. There are so, so many Robert E. Lee High School, elementary, whatever, mm-hmm. all across the South. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful my parents didn't send me any of them. Yeah. But like straight up, what does it mean to you yeah. to be there and why? I would love to talk to people who name those things. Why do we have 94 MLK Boulevards, sometimes multiple in in one spot, one city? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's beautiful to be like, yo, this person was so important. I want to make sure this city remembers him somewhere right mm-hmm. boulevard mlk boulevard that's cool that's a beautiful thing you got to put some action behind that but that's so pretty yeah <laughs> i think also if you're gonna do that you gotta start putting out some you know fanny lou hamer mm-hmm. right like she f- iconic she changed the way voting works like she changed so she changed the life of america yes where's her school you know what i mean mm-hmm. like 
<clears throat> so before I, who, uh, you know, um, obviously very important um, and uh, clearly very cute. If before someone would make it uh, something in my name, I would want them to look at the like. <laughs> I think there's a order. Order. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I get my name on something in twenty one forty six, not you know twenty twenty five. Like I think we got to chop our way through all the people yeah. we've been ignoring and 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 tearing down. You know, yeah. the amount of na- like the amount of native. I was just uh, uh, there's this actor, uh, and I'm so mad at myself because I can't remember his name. But there's this native actor who was also an activist who did so much work that I remember as a kid, I actually looked up to him, didn't know he was native. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know his name, you know, like that's fucked. <laughs> like that's a, that's not good as a nation. Yeah. A person who's from a lineage of people who were here first. Yep. Yeah. Served all of us, yeah, and then left, right? And now he's, you know, whatever. He's in the black world. He's he's gone now, right? And people who actually, like, I for real thought he was dope, and I mm-hmm. cannot remember his name at this moment. Mm-hmm. That is a failing on my part, sure, but also it's a missed opportunity on you know his hometown, right? Or or, or I'm sure his hometown got it, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he could definitely have an airport before George Bush. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and George Bush had an airport before he was president. So. Right, right. Or John Wayne or <laughs> fucking Ronald Reagan. Yo. I would spit if I wanted to spit in the radio station, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, also just the idea of naming after individuals also that leaves out the idea that collectively right. and community wise, that's when changes also happen is folks working together. Right. And it's can be less about the individual and more yeah. about the organization. Yes. And folks who have worked together. Right. Snick Boulevard. Mm-hmm. would be a dope place to live. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> I'm excited about this. This is really good. City planners, hear me out. Um, <laughs> because also, to your point, when you think about, um, you know, the, your your solo leaders up in the front, up at the top, you encourage everyone else to back up. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, wait. Yeah. Occupy Wall Street's happening, and that's fine, and we can all go sit somewhere, but like, let's wait till we get a MLK type figure to galvanize mm-hmm. us. You know, we don't have to all go do it. Yeah, someone let, else can do it so I can just sit back and watch. Straight up. You I know? mean, same with like... Let the stinky hippies go occupy some places. Um, uh, well, Our time will come. Once we get the good one, the photogenic one to be at the front, mm-hmm. then we can march, right? Um, which is, yeah, not even not to go too deep into it, but like there's so many folks who even in that movement were put to the side, like Bayard Rustin. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. Who was just ignored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who also, like, he not only wrote speeches that MLK gave, he wrote his own speeches. He yes. was out there working, putting yes. in work. Yes. And people in the civil rights movement yeah. were actively like, yo, we can't have a gay black man. We cannot have a gay black man speaking for us. That's too distracting. And it's too, <laughs> whatever. I'm sure they said worse things than distracting, right? Horrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that didn't stop him from living his entire life for us, mm-hmm. you know? I want to go to his school. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Bayard Rustin University is yes. going to be full of some hardcore yeah. people loving motherfuckers. You know, yeah. I want to be there. Yeah. And I actually, I'd be down to go to Roman Rice, Roman Reimer U. Oh. R-R-U. 
I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's what the step team says. It would be <laughs> it'd be a free school, so it'd everyone free school. folks can come in. Um, yeah, let's go. Okay, what else? Um, it would teach yeah organizing. Okay. And there'd be free food and housing and yeah, for real. yeah, and this, like plant fruit trees and yeah, yeah. Uh, there'd be a, a guard, community garden so folks could plant veggies and herbs, right? And uh, there'd be theater and <laughs> just like therapy and yeah, there'd be heavily political stand up yeah. playing over the speakers and all. Oh, time. sure, sure. <laughs> if, if folks wanted to listen, that is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always turn it down in your yeah. room. Yeah, music radio stations a lot of stages different stages for folks to perform word oh yeah something going on this is perfect i'm all the way in um uh i I will get i'll be a professor yes at uh so uh (laughs) get your applications ready yeah uh uh, hey uh, minnesota (laughs) find the richest white person uh you could find take all their money and create a gofundme in (laughs) roman reimer's name um and then send that money extrediately to root so that we can get people off the streets into our hearts yeah into our libraries oh yeah library big yeah. library yeah 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 like a music yeah just i mean i love libraries and yo just, straight up me too uh, yeah oh i'm so grateful to, that libraries exist yes <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. these things where it's like i can't take it for granted like, right. i'm so glad that they're here yeah 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 like books music film I, resources I haven't even really thought about that. Do do kid do people go to the like do children go to libraries? Like yeah, outside of little babies whose parents make them. Do like mm-hmm. eight I, like ten year olds like I would hope sixteen so. year olds. I mean, it's so different because when I was growing up, there we would have to go to the library for research, and now folks can find information online. Right. So I I but I would hope that folks would still go use libraries. Mm. Every time I go, they're crowded. There's always people there. Oh, for real? Certainly, yeah. Oh, good. Every time I go, they are not. <laughs> I guess it depends on the library and the time That's one real. goes. That's real. I go to like I go to the one in Daly City that is also like it has very specific hours mm-hmm. that are I think actually catered to the fact that no one goes, which That's, encourages no one to go. Yeah, I mean, what I would do also if I were I don't want to be in charge of anything because I believe in <laughs> yeah. you know like a horizontal leadership and yeah. everyone's in to take funding for police and put that back into the library. So 24 seven libraries, hire more librarians. Let's go. So it's always a place where folks can go. And also the fact that what places that are open late or overnight, it's yeah. so, it's like maybe a bar or something, but if there's like sober spaces that folks can go yeah. and be and have shelter, you know, yeah. in between ensuring that everyone has a safe place housing, to be. you know, like right. libraries do provide that service for folks. They really do. Yeah. 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 I'm in love with this. When I get my first billion, I'm down to shell out some RRU money real quick. <laughs> I mean, that's the idea is to, I was at the Howard Zinn Book Fair last weekend and it was incredible. And yeah. one of the pieces of information I took away was really just the idea of building that infrastructure because certainly the infrastructure that's in place is they've been removing all funding for social right. services right, and right, then right. the fuck face is cutting food stamps and like, yeah. and these and like yet they're putting money into the stupid space force and like they're just putting it all. and of course the democrats went along with it because fuck them like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like sure. blame I, the russians all you want yeah. you're signing off <laughs> to put more money into the military and yeah. for, for the fucking space force which doesn't even exist Hold yet up, now? you're cutting 
cutting food stamps, you're cutting back on public housing, you're cutting back on infrastructure. We could use a high-speed rail across this country. Yeah. I'm stepping away from the mic because I'm yelling because I'm so angry about <laughs> yeah. these things. Like, yeah, we have the resources, be. we have the funding, and they're putting it into militarization, right. which is causing harm for many people. It's causing harm for the planet. Right. <sighs> and it's making other people try to measure their military dick across ours. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, um, real quick, you said the word Space Force three yes. times. This is the first time I've heard someone not on an anime say Space Force. Yeah. It, um, and you you aren't smirking, which makes you feel like it's a it's not a bit. No, it's not a bit. This is why I had to stop doing comedies, because things the are fuck? so fucked. A sp- they like, like the colonized, They want to colonize outer space, because, you know, we <laughs> fucked up the Earth. There's not going to be any, like, clean drinking water. Or, like, right. Well, Nestle will own it, of course. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, That's, we have to laugh about this it. This is how you so stand dire. up for you, you just bombard with the worst stuff until someone yeah. just breaks. Something just breaks. We're like, oh yep, my this gosh. is the world that we're living in. A space for... Okay, um, is it... Are they like power rangers like is it like a a space military or are they like space uh pioneers like I, they, they're going with like a bunch of people's semen and just spraying it across I, mars I, that's your guess is as good as mine i haven't read like, both I, I'm sure. I, I mean it's yeah the, I, who who you don't have to be the person who knows this for me i can go to the library or the e-library to answer this um how did you, how, how have you, how, where did this come from? Oh, just, uh, I read it on Twitter. So other folks were reporting on it and how the, the Democrats went along with it. And with they've the approved, Space Force. they've approved like military budgets. <laughs> Twitter too. So there's only yeah. a couple characters and in those couple characters. Linking they, to news stories. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you just. <laughs> Some random person with like, yeah, yeah. two followers. And you're like, this no! is happening. <laughs> Do you try to vet sources? 